Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. And I'm really excited today just to share something that's been stirring in my heart as I have been considering and preparing myself and also sharing with our St Andrews family about this next season that we're entering into. And it's, uh, it's been coming in my heart from the book of Joshua. And so I'm excited this morning to read from Joshua chapter 1. And uh, we're going to have a solid chunk of Scripture here to kick us off. And uh, it's going to be great. So if you do have your Bibles, you can jump to Joshua chapter 1. If you're new to the Bible or to the Christian faith, the, the story of the book of Joshua picks up after the death of Moses, who was the leader who led Israel out of slavery in Egypt and into um, this next phase. And they, they go from Egypt out of slavery by the miracle power of God into the wilderness where God reshapes a nation, a nation uh, that is shaped in His image. And then we find them at this point where the Joshua generation rises up. And this is the generation that moves from the wilderness into the promise. They cross the Jordan and enter the promised land that God had set up for them. And they see that promise become a reality. It's a generation that said, Yes, when God said go, they said yes. And, uh, and I'm excited this morning just to share from that. So we're gonna pick up in Joshua chapter one, verse one, and it says this. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Let the Lord your God, uh, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Powerful story, powerful scripture. And uh, this morning, I want to share a message which I have titled simply the Joshua generation. And I just want to pray, ask for God's help. Lord, we just, we just welcome you and thank you that you're with us. And that as we open up the scriptures, Lord, that you reveal yourself to us and you lead us, God, and take us on a journey in our own heart, our own faith, our own season. A, a, a journey of faith, God, where we are walking by faith, led by You. I pray that You'd stir hearts today towards You and towards our future in Jesus' mighty Name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So good. Uh, well, the truth is that you and I, we live in the present. <laughs> 
We are present right here, right now, in this day, in this age, in this season. This is us. And, you know, we look back and we are grateful for the past. We are grateful for that which has gone before us. And, you know, personally, you know, when I look back at the generations that have gone before us at Horizon, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful to God. You know, we are living right now in the prayers, in the dreams and in the generosity of a generation that has gone before us or generations that have gone before us. And, you know, the great thing for us here at Horizon is that, you know, we're a church who is 74 years old, 75 next year. We're going to have a mad celebration, I'm sure. Being a church of 74 years old, there's not a single person in this room right now that has not inherited what we have here at Horizon. At some point, we have walked into something that someone else has laid up for us. It has been a gift that we have built our lives upon. And, you know, around this time of the year, I can't help myself but reflect on my own story and my family's story because my family and I, we weren't churchgoers. We weren't part of a church like this until uh, I was a teenager and my mum and dad, uh, who had come to get some marriage counselling at a counselling centre connected to our church, asked the question, what is this building? And someone said to them, it's a church. And they said, this doesn't look like a church. The only church that we had ever experienced, very traditional, and was something that wasn't an active part of our lives apart from my mum. And as we came along to our, our church that Sunday, mum and dad bought my younger brother and the two of them came. They were radically saved here at Horizon. My mum and dad just absolutely encountered the love of God. My younger brother had a life-transforming experience in our kids' ministry. Give it up for our kids' ministry, right? And they come home that day and they are just like different people. They are new creations. They come home and they say to me and my older brother who were ratbag teenagers at the time, we were going the wrong direction fast. They said to us, you have to come to this church. And we didn't wanna to come to the church, but my dad, who was now a passionately saved Christian, was like, you gotta to come to at this church. And I remember my dad and my older brother often arguing and dad would say, you live in, if you're living in my house, you're coming to church, right? So they brought us along. And I remember over the following few weeks in my own heart, realising that there was something here for me and taking a step of faith and saying yes to Jesus. And I still remember literally it would have been around about here on this altar where I came forward at the end of a service when the preacher said, hey, if you gave your life to Jesus, come forward, we're gonna pray for you. And I remember walking down the front and having that moment. I can still remember it. My mum was just a couple of spots over here to my, to my um, back left there, just praying for me as I made this decision. About six months later, my older brother went on to make a decision to give his life to the Lord. And there we find ourselves, a family of five whose trajectory was going this way fast, having had a radical encounter because of our church with Jesus that set our lives on a different track. And I look back now and I just think, wow, who would have thought? When I look back, all that God has done. Thank God for the generations past. This morning in this message, this generation past can be, you know, um, can be symbolised by Moses and the Moses generation. Those who have gone before, who have taken steps of faith, those who have laid up what we have inherited. Thank God for Pastor Norm Armstrong and his family who all those years ago, 74 years ago, got off the train at Sutherland, walked over to the Arts uh, Centre and said, hey, can, I, can we hire this for a church? And then that, that week, that very Sunday, started the first service back in 1949. Thank God for people of faith. Thank God for people of faith who followed the leading of God and, 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 and had the foresight to know that buying land right here in the middle of Sutherland would be a good idea. And 
Interestingly, this, this, this will hurt some people. Reading in the vision uh, offering booklet, it says that this block that we're on right now was purchased back in the day for 450 pound. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> wow. Who knows? It's the providence of God. Because do you know, the ability to purchase this kind of block of land in the middle of civil Sutherland is something that is beyond, you know, what you could imagine now. But because of the providence of God and the foresight of our leaders and the willingness to say yes, they, they purchased land, they took ground, they did something significant. And we see the beginning of our church. And throughout all the years, we see people giving and giving. You know, the vision offering isn't something that is new to us. The vision offering has been going on for 74 years. A church who comes together to hear from God and give towards the purposes of God and I thank God for all those givers back then when the church was just a few small people saying, we will help build the church. And, you know, there's the, the almost mythological story now it's, it's, uh, of the church needing to, to buy bricks and taking up an offering and saying, we don't have enough, send the buckets around. And, you know, the buckets keep going until the resources were provided and people stepped up. And an amazing lady who really helped finance a lot of the building of the early, early um, and the first iteration of our church, a, a school teacher, a single lady who just felt in God to give significantly of what she was earning towards the church. Here we are all these years later, a 13-year-old punk kid rocking in, having paid nothing to be here, having you know, given nothing to get in the doors, receiving the Gospel and receiving the love of God and experiencing a turnaround in my eternal life because of people's faithful generosity. Thank God for the previous. Come on, let's honour the Moses generation. Let's honour those who have gone before us and made a way because we are all recipients. You know, we, we are living in the, in the dreams, in the prayers and in the generosity of the, pre, uh, the previous generations, but we are also a generation's um, previous generation. Uh, previous we are a future generation's previous generation. We're getting time travel here, it's a bit wild. In the future, there will be a generation who are walking in our prayers, who are walking in our dreams, who are walking in our generosity. And when you see the story of Israel, we see Moses lead them out of the nation of Egypt. We see Joshua and the Joshua generation do what they did. And then we see the David generation who comes and we see the, the, the display of God's goodness in the people of, of Israel. And do you know what? There, will, there, there are people that we don't even know yet. People who might have got saved on Friday night, just gone here in our youth ministry that will one day become our youth pastors, who will one day lead a campus, who will do great things. We don't even know who they are yet, but there is a generation coming, the David generation. But the truth is, we look back to the Moses generation and we, we are grateful and we look forward and we build platforms for the David generation. But there is only one generation that is alive at any one time, the now generation. And we can thank God for the Moses generation. We can pray for the David generation, but we are the Joshua generation. You know, when I was saved at 13, I didn't know all that God was gonna do in my own life. I look at my two daughters who are now part of our kids ministry and you know, they're having a conversation with my older brother's son yesterday in the back of the car about God. And my nephew says, he goes, do you know some people know about God, but some people don't know about God? And then Lacey's like, yeah, I know um, that some people don't know about God. And he goes, I know everything about God. And then they have this full conversation about God, right? In the backseat of our car. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is so different to me. I didn't have this when I was a kid in this, in this way. Yet here they are. This is, this is them. This is their normal. And I just think, man, thank God. Thank God for the previous generation. 
And I'm praying for their future, but the truth is we have this one opportunity that we have right now. And this is the opportunity to say yes when God says go. The fulfilment of the prayers of the Moses generation and a foundation of the David generation, there had to be a Joshua generation. Joshua 1 verse 2 and 3 says this, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. You know, the Joshua generation was everyone that was alive at the moment. You know, we're not casual observers of the purposes of God. Thanking God for all that's happened, believing for God to do great things, remembering all the greats and the faith people and the steps that others have taken and praying that one day there will be a revival. We actually have a moment right now. And the question is, what will we do with our moment? Will we walk in? the the purposes of God and fulfil the prayers of the generation gone past? Will we lay up a foundation and create platforms for the next generation to run? It really comes down to whether or not we are a generation who says yes when God says go. Because we did see in the Moses generation, a group of people who when God said go, they said no. And do you know what that generation passed and and it was on to another generation to do what God had called them to do. We don't wanna sit idly by and then pass the faith steps on to the next generation. I wanna do whatever is possible that I can do in my generation, take the steps of faith so that Lacey, my daughter, doesn't have to take my steps of faith. She can take her own steps of faith and go further into the promises and the purposes of God. And you know what, as, as we walk by faith, the truth is that's how we see the promises of God come to pass. We can talk a big talk about all that God wants to do, but He is the one that moves through His people and says, hey, all right, I'm ready, are you ready? Come on, I've got purposes, I've got plans, I've got a way forward, I've got a promise for you, but will you say yes? And we, if we wanna be a Joshua generation or a generation that says yes when God says go. You know, Pastor Brad, over the last couple of weeks, I've been loving listening back to the messages and hearing him talk about sending. And as a church, we have the call of God to send people out to see the purposes of God come to pass and to see the kingdom advance. And, you know, this whole idea of sending into the the harvest fields and into the places that God has opened up for us to see His purposes come to pass is really powerful. And, you know, this, this desire to see lives changed and to see people sent to see the purposes of God come to pass is the reason for the, the campus vision of Horizon Church. It's the reason that we believe that God is actually strengthening us so that we can see more and more campuses uh, out there doing the will of God because we know that campuses house the harvest and that there is a harvest in so many locations that we might not even be aware of yet that God has in our future, that by faith, if we say yes, we will see. Uh, Milani and I, we are witnessing and experiencing firsthand this happening in our Southwest uh, location in our St. Andrews uh, church. Honestly, it has been the most fun and exciting ride of our lives as we have gone out there to take on this role leading our St. Andrews campus. And, you know, this morning, what I thought would be great and an encouragement to our church is just to share a little bit about what God's doing and the steps of faith that He's calling us to take as a campus and that as a church we are getting behind because of His goodness. And you know what? It is truly a miracle what's happening in Southwest Sydney. Um, I I, want to share some of the things that God has done, but I want to make sure that all glory goes to God because He is doing something that is beyond any of us. And, uh, you know, the truth is the harvest is so ripe in Southwest Sydney. There are so many people yet to know the love of God. 
There are so many people in the immediate community around Horizon Church that are desperate and in need of God and of the community of faith and of of His presence in their life. And the beautiful thing is that even over this last little season, we have seen so many people come and give their lives to Jesus. So many people join our church and become a part of Horizon. And, uh, you know, in our Vision Offering magazine, as you read it, what you will see is that as well, and Andrew mentioned this, as well as paying the debt down and seeing our, uh, our Sutherland location strengthened as we move forward and our church as a whole strengthened as we move forward. We are also believing this year to above and beyond the need to pay those things, resource and finances that will go towards a venue and a facility for the future of our St. Andrews campus. And I need to tell you, um, I need to tell you that this is not just a good idea, this is actually a necessity right now. What we are experiencing out in Southwest Sydney, thank God for the building that we have had, thank God for the facility that, that He has provided and all the miracles that have taken place and the salvations and the encounters and everything that's happened in that room. But the truth is, if I can just be honest with you for a moment, it is very quickly gonna become a limiting factor of the purposes of God through our church. You know, we're already running two services every single Sunday morning and they're starting to fill up. Our kids' rooms are hitting that point where a few more kids in there and you start to be like, this is like crazy, right? It's, uh, and all the kids' team are like, we need more space. We are in need as a church of taking a step of faith to see all that God has for us in our future become a reality. Um, our auditorium size doesn't allow for us to gather together as, as a single church at this point in time. Um, it's already running out of size with two services. And as I mentioned, um, our kids' areas need our space, our hospitality areas as well. And it is truly time. And like Joshua said, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. That's what we're about to do for our church in St. Andrews. We're about to take a step of faith and go into something that is in our future. And the story of Joshua goes on in the second chapter of Joshua and it starts talking about these spies. Send some spies into the promised land who come back with a great report. And we, Horizon Church, have had spies of our own out there in the southwest of Sydney, <laughs> spying the land. And uh, I'd like to acknowledge right now our chief spy, Gary, uh, Gary MacArthur. And uh, he's out there on a regular basis. Um, he's got, you know, all of the real estate agents in Southwest Sydney have got him on speed dial. He's like, anything comes up, you let me know. And uh, faithfully and diligently searching for what it is God has for us. And the truth is that as we reach into this next season, we have some real clear needs. We have a real clear idea of what it is we need God to provide. And so we've been praying and searching, searching and praying and waiting for God to open up the right door at the right time. You know, there's a few things that we know are necessary for this season for us. And one of them, we want it to be a permanent facility. We're looking for a long-term lease, five to seven years, something where we can be like, we are here, we are setting this thing up properly, we're gonna build. We wanna make sure that we can use it midweek, weekends. We don't wanna bump in and bump out for a single service. No, we wanna have a place where we can have prayer meetings, we can have parent groups meeting, we can have life groups and youth, and we can have stuff happen in midweek and Sundays. We want a place that we can call our own, that we can fit out properly. We need a space for about a 300 to 400 seat auditorium. You know, we need to be able to sit 400 seats in this place and for, for a season to bring our church together as we grow in strength and eventually to be able to have multiple services with an auditorium that size, we, find, we will find ourselves in a position of strength. We need kids facilities for our bustling kids ministry. You know, God thinks generationally and my gosh, our church is a generational church, especially in Southwest Sydney. We've got one couple, they're in, they're, their testimony is in the vision brochure. They just had their fifth baby and their oldest baby is four. Yeah, yeah, that's how we do it, right? It is 
good fun. And I, I record him and I'm like, bro, you know a thing or two? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna write a book. I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna put in it, but hopefully just my, uh, my stats, give me some cred. But you know, our kids' ministry had its largest normal Sunday um, attendance just last week at our St. Andrews campus. Come on, can we thank God for that? Just on a normal Sunday, we were overflowing. We were, we were, we were hitting the largest numbers we've ever had. You know, we, um, we've had eight births in the last three months. There. <laughs> we need our new facility. We need a like gun parents room. We need something that is set up because there are babies. You know what I'm talking about? We have had eight pregnancies and uh, it has been amazing. And as well as that, you know, we really need a safe space for our youth ministry. Our youth ministry out at St. Andrews, it is going through a revival. You know, honestly, there have been so many first-time decisions, people that are saved from a family that has no concept of God or faith going back into their families, bringing their siblings, bringing their cousins. Do you know, already we have got over 50 students from St. Andrews registered for our upcoming winter camp. And we're, you know, how good is that? which is more than we took last year and will probably almost double by the time we get to winter camp. There are so many young people. We need a space to give that oxygen and to create an environment for young people, especially in that area, to come to a place where they can find purpose, where they can find something to live for. And as well as that, we need a foyer space for fellowship. You guys are blessed out here. You've got a cafe and it's all undercover. You know, I've literally been like, I reckon I've been losing hair checking the weather every single week for our St. Andrews campus because our whole hospitality space is outside. Um, it takes, you know, the whole one service heads out and they're hanging, the next service starts. But I'm telling you, if it's raining, our church is great. They've got great attitude. But the truth is it changes the dynamic and it really affects us. And I'm like, God, every day I'm like checking that. No, no, no rain on Sunday, praise God, right? But I'm telling you, we need a space that can handle it. And so we've had Gary out there and he's been searching for spaces and... God is good and He's been opening up some doors. And we're on a journey. Our board has uh, entered into some negotiations with a couple of options. And would you like to see a couple of options that we're looking at? It's just good to make, make it real for you guys. And so I just want you to um, uh, have a look at, in a moment to our first option. And basically this option is great because it's so close. It's literally down the road. You can see it from our current facility, which is an amazing uh, blessing when it comes to transitioning a church pastorally. Um, and it's a great facility that could really work with us. And our church have been, uh, our board and, and the team that they've delegated have been in negotiations. And so we're still waiting to see if this is the option that God wants, because who knows? We don't just want a good option, we want the God option. We're talking about the next five plus years for our church. We wanna make sure we're in the right place. But here's a photo of one of the places that we've entered into discussions with. And what a beautiful facility, right? And uh, we would be taking uh, half of this building and it would become our Horizon St. Andrews facility moving forward. And uh, it's an amazing uh, step of faith for us. And as you can see, it's a step up from where we currently are. Um, but as well as that, let's go to the next photo. This is a photo of like an inside area where we would be able to set that up in a beautiful auditorium. And you can imagine that being transformed. You've got to use your imagination a little bit here, but you can imagine that being transformed into a space for us. Another great option that, uh, is, that we're in discussions about that could really, really work for us as a space that would be um, almost perfect for us is only three and a half minutes away from our current location. And this option is, uh, you can see here um, in Williamson Road there, you'd have to imagine the shipping containers are gone and it's been cleaned up and transformed and we've got some of our Horizon um, you know, um, uh, branding on there and whatnot. But that whole top section where the glass windows are would be our Brave Kids Room. And then down the bottom, those two glass sections down there, almost the same length, would be our junior kids' room. Plenty of room 
for our, our, our growing kids ministry. And then go to the next photo. It gives you a bit of a, bit of a better picture. That whole section down the side there, uh, we'd put a wall in. That side would become our auditorium and this side would become a beautiful foyer. During summer, you could open up the roller door and have a cafe that flows out. Um, and then, you know, during winter in bad weather, you could close that and have a great space for our church. So how cool is that, right? And so good. And I uh, just got a couple of artist renders that have been put together of what it could possibly look like inside. You can imagine that. The next photo as well, a bit of a pan back with, with a setup there. You can see and imagine how in a room like that, <laughs> we could have, that's all right. These are, that's, our, that's Karen Batson and our rock star creative team up there. But you can imagine how in a room like that, we can just go, we can go. And we locked into a place where we can just build and we can just strengthen our team and raise up leaders and develop our departments and see life groups begin and see more people saved and, and brought into our right believing course and discipled and water baptised and coming alive in the purposes of God and teenagers gathering on Fridays and families meeting midweek. Can you see how it's possible? But where, where it all needs to come together is with all of us rising in faith and saying yes when God says go. And uh, just as I sort of land our, um, our meeting this morning, I wanna share with you something that really jumped out from Joshua chapter one to me regarding our offering. And it's found just after the section that we just read in Joshua chapter one, verse 12. He really spoke to me out of Joshua chapter one about unity. You know, the Bible says that where, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. And this story shows that, right? This is what it says. Verse 12, it says, But to the Reubenites, so he's basically said, you know, we're going to go across the Jordan. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. You see, these two tribes, two and a half tribes, had already settled on this side of the Jordan. They were living in their promise. They were walking in strength. They had already started to establish their families and the agriculture and their towns and their cities. They were starting to see strength. They were already there and it says, remember the command the, the servant of the Lord gave you after He said, the Lord will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as He has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord, your God is giving them. One God, different outworkings of this promise. And until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord, your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us to do, we will do it. And wherever you send us, we will go. Big faith step was being taken, but all, all of Israel had to go. You know, this is the power of the campus vision for us as a church. And I'm telling you, this is where over the next decade, we are gonna see the Kingdom of God, the purposes of God advance so much quicker than it could ever do apart from this vision because of the strength of this unity and togetherness. St. Andrews needs to take a step of faith and move into an environment that is a big step. The truth is, if we were not part of the, the Horizon Church as a whole, this is something that would be years down the track. It'll be years before we were capable of doing this, but because of the strength 
that we are a part of the unity of the people. All of Israel goes together because we are one. And we say, hey, we will go. As you take your step, we're gonna get behind you. In fact, we're not just gonna get behind you, we're gonna lead the way, which is the biblical pattern we're reading here. You go first before them into the promised land and you help them until they see the rest that you have already been blessed with. And thank God for the faith of a previous generation that we are a part of here at Sutherland. But we now, as those who are blessed and those who are walking in this promise now need to, on behalf of another campus, say, yes, we will go. And I'm a kingdom-minded person who is giving towards the purposes of God to see the kingdom advance in Southwest Sydney. And I've shared testimony of this one campus, but who knows as God opens up the right campuses at the right times, as He sends sons and daughters to go and build in these communities, the harvest field where people are, are in need of the love of God, where light needs to penetrate the darkness as we go every single year. How good will it be when the debt is fully done with and we're not even talking about it anymore, we're just talking about the next campus and the next, next place that we're sending people and the next opportunity God's open to us to see them thrive. And just like our church across the board is supporting St Andrews in this vision offering, I know our church, including St Andrews in the future vision offerings will support the next steps that God has for us. And this is how, church, we see the Kingdom of God advance in a way that He has destined for us to do. We're stronger together. We are stronger together. And so this week, as I've been preparing for this morning, I really just wanted to give you an insight, almost like a heads up on what God's doing, because this is your fruit. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was raised and discipled in our church I was, I was developed here and so much of our team that is now being used in all these different locations, God sent them from here because of the strength of our, our Sutherland campus. Thank God for our Sutherland campus, but it is now time for us to ask God, God, what would you have us do and invest into as, as we continue to expand the Kingdom of God? And so this week, I just wanna encourage you to pray, to take this and to ask God, what is it that you would have me to do? And whether it's $100 or $100,000, isn't the point, that's between you and God. But if God says go, will you say yes? Will we be a people of faith? And as individually God leads us, including Milani and I, we have felt to take a significant step of faith this next year because we're leading this and we wanna lead from the front. As we not just give next week, but set up a strategy to be able to give throughout the year ahead, we are believing that God will provide seed to sow. Not, not all the seed in your life, not all the resources you could say in your life are bread for food or are to consume for yourself. I'll read one last verse here, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 and 11. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Get this next verse. What a powerful verse to hold on to this week. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And that's what next week's actually about. It's about us as individual believers going to God, asking for Him to lead us in what it would be that we would sow into the future of our church. And as we say, God, I know that You've blessed me. What I have is not just for me, a part of that You have given to me to sow, as you distinguish what that is and as you discern what that is and as you give that in faith, it will become a blessing to others. And it says through your generosity, others, it will result in thanksgiving, others giving thanksgiving to God. And so it's a very special week for us, church. It's a week where we, we need to step up in faith 
and we need to say, God, what is it you'd have us do? And so I'm just gonna pray. And given the offering is next week, it's a, it's a really important thing that we take a moment in our service to talk about the how. <laughs> how do we actually do this? Like, what does it mean to actually be a part of this offering? And so in a moment, I'm gonna invite Pastor Deb to come and share a few thoughts there. But before we do that, we need to get the why. The why is what I'm talking about today. Lives changed, souls saved. Tonight, I'm gonna be interviewing uh, Jackson, Chris and Talia and hearing some of the amazing stories of salvations that have taken place through our St. Andrew's youth ministry. That is the why. A young person like me at 13 who was going this way, having an encounter which changes their trajectory and sees the Kingdom of God move forward. That's the why. More souls saved. The harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. And as we are raised up, God is sending us into the harvest field. That's the why. The what is between you and God. And that's your role this week. And then the how in a moment, Deb's gonna help us with that. So let me just pray. God, we just, we just firstly wanna give you all the glory and all the honour and all the praise for what you've done over the last 74 years of Horizon Church. I thank you for my salvation, for my family's salvation. I thank you for the countless salvations and people that have come and encountered your love here. And Lord, I just wanna thank you that you don't stop because you love every single person and that there are those that are still yet to hear the good news, still yet to hear that there is a God who loves them and that there is a purpose to their life worth living for, that You, God, are sending us and You're raising us as a church who sends into the harvest fields those who You've called to lead, God, campuses and departments and to create spaces where more people can come to faith, more people can have their moment with God, more people can have their eyes open to the goodness of God. We thank You that You're not done yet. And that through us, God, many, many more are gonna hear about the love of God. And so I just pray, God, that we, God, would be sensitive enough to Your Holy Spirit to know what our part to play is. Like the generation, the Joshua generation, who when You said, get ready, we're about to cross the Jordan, they said, yes, we will go. Lord, we say that right now as You lead us as individuals, as families and as a community to take a great step of faith, we say yes, we will do our part. Thank God for the example of the Moses generation and we pray for the David generation that is yet to come. But God, we say yes to our part and we come in faith around this offering. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.